Hey guys, quick FYI that this episode does contain some adult content. So if you have kids in the car and you are uncomfortable, listen to this at your discretion or press pause. To all the ladies in the place with style and grace. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. We're here. Hi guys. <laughs> I can't. I'm also, Denny, and this the is the next bottle. line in that song is not very women. That's why I stopped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm it's just addressing. Not, not I'm addressing power. the peoples. Okay. It's I'm addressing our ladies. Listen. It's not woman friendly. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. Well, this month is International Women's Month. Woo woo. <laughs> and one can never go wrong with an episode just for the ladies, which is what this is. I'm excited. I'm here for it. Let's do it, girls. Let's woo, twirl. Woo. Team Venus. Shantae, Let's you Let's hear stay. it for the estrogen. Triple X chromosomes. I mean, double X. Triple X. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This is going to be a really great episode. We're talking about one of our very favorite topics, women and their magic. Ready? Let's do it. So the word of today is really special. It's the first (laughs) time I've actually heard it. So I'm super excited. This estrogen friendly episode is brought to you by our word of the day. Malibrity. It just rolls off the tongue. Doesn't it? Mm. Has a good feel to it. There's a joke there. I'm going to skip it. (laughs) It's a noun that means womanly nature or qualities. In other words, Solange's Malibrity, it just oozes off of every cover, magazine spread, every song. What's the. She gives it to me. It's just great. It's just, she's dripping. She came through dripping. Drip, drip. We see you soon. Malibrity dripping. Drip, drip. Okay, so you know I love facts, Drea. And in honor of Women's History Month, I figured... Facts on facts on facts. This is the time to whip out two of my favorite things, women and facts. Hashtag facts. So I have... Hashtag facts, facts. (laughs) I have some random factoids for you. And this is a women's sexual health edition. So all of our facts are going to be about women's sexual health. Also, like... Is douching really good for you anymore? It's funny you say that because I have a random factoid about it. <laughs> it's so funny you say that. That so is the number six. Notorious B.I.G. knows something <laughs> that we should know. Uh, no. I really hope not. No. Okay. So, are you ready for the factoids? Okay. Here we go. Number one. Treya. What, girl? On average, how many times do you think women think about sex a day? I was like, I hope she's not going to ask me, on average, how much do you douche? Uh, no. <laughs> that is a little um, We did not rehearse that. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, on average, I think women think about sex maybe 10 to 11 times a day. Dang, that is absolutely correct. Beam, beam, beam. Literally. Really? Yes. I was just using my own experience. <laughs> Women think about sex 10 times a day on average. Not much more often than food or sleep, surprisingly. It's all, it's but, a basic need. <laughs> 10 times. 10 times. Okay. That number sounds so good, too. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of ladies don't like to discuss pleasing themselves. But... It is a natural act for most. And so there are statistics about this. So in the demographic of 30 to 49-year-olds, I'm making you guess along with me. How many, wait, what was the demographic again? This is 30 to 49-year-olds. 30 to 49-year-olds, okay. Okay. How many, like what percentage of women would you say said that they had masturbated within the past month? Like admit it to masturbating? Yes. Some people have a hard time doing that. Um, 35%. You're pretty damn good at this game. Really? It's 39. Pretty good. What? 39% of 30 to 49 year olds said that they have um, masturbated within the ma- in the past month. 25 to 29 year olds is 51%. <laughs> and 20 to 24 year olds is 44%, which says that younger generations are actually starting to be more comfortable. Maybe more talking comfortable, about, maybe a little bit more honest. Mm-hmm. Talking about their sexual. Yes, yeah. that's correct. 
Yes. Listen, Susan, masturbation is a real thing. <laughs> it is a real thing. Okay. On to fact who else oozes malibrity? I love Ashley Graham. She's just. She's pretty great. She's so womanly. She does give it to us. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Next. Okay. Next up, Drea, number three. How many times do you think the average American woman has sex? A mm. year. Oh, a year. I'm not going to agree. I'm not going to do well with this one. It's too much time. Um, okay. Do I get a multiple choice situation or do I have yes. to really guess? Is Let's that going to drag this out? Sorry. Nope. 75. Mm-hmm. 100. Mm-hmm. 150. Mm-hmm. 200. Wait, what was the question again? <laughs> How many times does the average American woman have sex? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. This makes sense. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 75. So, okay. It's actually 151. Okay. Which is right on 2.9 times a week. 2.9 times a week is what they that say. That sounds like a healthy average. I was picking uh, I was picking 75 because I was thinking about how often women talk about orgasm. Ah, different. But that's different. That's a little bit different. Because they're like, oh, I, you know, or how, yes. how often women do tend to orgasm. And it's generally lower, which is why I picked 75. But you're right. Different question. Is that your next question? And it does note to say that the younger you are, obviously, the more frequent that these rates tend to fall off. You know why? Because I ain't got no job. <laughs> no. Okay. All that time. <laughs> Nine to six. <laughs> Tired when I come home. Anyway, but. <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. So here we go. So this is, I'm just going to read this one to you. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you may have heard about the Kama Sutra, most women. The Kama Sutra. The Kama Sutra. Yes, we know all about it. Aren't contortionists in bed. 45% of women. And 25% of men prefer what position do you think is their favorite position? This is the most, the most preferred sexual position. It must, I don't know the actual words to describe positions. Okay. Do you want to describe it? I'm just going to say, I like hate this phrase, but I love this position, doggy style. Okay. That's second up. A second. That's second up. What's first the first up, one? Missionary. I was like not purposely not picking that. First up is missionary. And this like, listen. Followed by the, the classics style. never die. <laughs> <laughs> the classics Followed, never yeah. die. So those are the top two positions. Missionary followed by doggy style. Mm. Okay. Now here you go. When it comes to faking orgasms. Almost sixty percent of women have, okay. and actually, and this is just a fun fact. Even though we're honoring women, nearly one in five men say they have to. What? I don't know. How so? Sway? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now, what it does say is baby boomers are the least likely to to fake an orgasm. Well, millennials and Gen Xers both clock in at forty five percent. That is so funny. Isn't that interesting? Super funny. Yeah. You never know. Your mom is like, actually. Got to work for it. Actually, I didn't have it. <laughs> it wasn't a good time, Stan. Actually, no. I don't need a cigarette. <laughs> millennials are, are millennials like soft? Is that why they don't want to hurt anyone's feeling? I have no idea. I don't know. Like, oh, it was good for me too? I yeah, just pulled this from great. the Journal of Science Health. So I don't know. so interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Factoid number six. Your honeypot, and that is what I call sweet for your regime. It's self-cleaning, I'm sorry, what? guys. There's so many things. Pot. Okay, your honeypot is your code for your... AKA your vagine, your vagina. So you use two code words. To oh, sorry. Your, okay, <laughs> right. great. Just, sorry. just want to be clear. I know what it's called. Okay. Guys, this is a self-cleaning organ. And what that means is you shouldn't be putting stuff in it because it's fickle. It is a very temperamental environment in there. There's lots going on. So if you're douching or you're putting sprays or scents or like artificial ingredients and powders and things down there, it, it's not good for, for her health. Also, she needs to breathe. So you shouldn't be wearing panties all the time. Doctors do suggest that when you go to bed, you should sleep with no panties on. Any thoughts on that? T-shirt thing? and no panties on. It's, it's a thing. That's your new jam, ladies. It's a real thing. Okay. Okay, factoid number six. 
your clitoris has approximately 8,000 nerve endings, which is more than anywhere else in the female body. The penis has only 4,000, which means it's twice as sensitive. Wow. That's so many thoughts. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Like, I just can't get them all out. <laughs> just so many thoughts about that. Okay. It's just throwing you off a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just happy to know that. That's so interesting. Okay. Okay. Number eight, the pH of the vagina is actually quite acidic, averaging around 4.5 on the pH scale. Seven is neutral. So that's about acidic as acidic as a beer or tomatoes. Busy microbe communities in the vagina maintain this acidity. For example, (laughs) just imagine like. Yeah, little a, people down there just being busy. <laughs> just gotta go to the store, Linda. <laughs> keep them. Just for stop example, it, stop it at Whole Foods. Lactobacillus, a group of lactic acid-producing bacterial, dominates the ecosystem in many women's vagina. These okay. beneficial bacteria and their acidic output likely keep nasty bugs from moving in and colonizing the place. So, guys, when you put stuff in it there, just sounds like it kills the good bacteria. Happening. And when you kill the good bacteria, they can't fight off other things, which is how you may have Got other it. issues. Do you have any particular stats on Summer's Eve? Okay, so listen, mm, a lot of you people have a personal. Say, a lot of people say no, a you shouldn't personal. be putting artificial chemicals at all down there. Yeah, it should be warm water and a very mild soap or something that is actually designed for your vagina. That's not as I've definitely used Summers Eve in the past and never had any problems. Well, that was like one of the rituals that was passed on to me by my aunt. Like once I had my period, yes. and like I got. You know, the package, which was like exciting. But now I freaking hate purchasing things for Aunt Flo that comes every month. Yeah. Like, it's the worst. But I do remember being so excited. I got like pads. And I think my aunt actually got me some tampons, which I was like freaked out by. But I did it. It's like a rite of passage. And then she got me Summer's Eve. And I love Summer's Eve because it was so, it smelled so good. But as I got, when I got older, I realized that it was probably an issue. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be smelling like flowers, guys. You know, it's. what putting man the told down you. there yeah all of that there's a natural yeah. scent there's a natural flow there's a natural environment in there and throwing off the flora and fauna with those things is just not good for her just little the jeans yeah, being just, busy down there she knows what to do you know you just got to give her just going to the store give her the grace okay <laughs> i'm so weird. um you ready for this is random factoid number 9 okay. ladies after you work out Statistics show that if you take off your panties directly after working out, it reduces your chances of a yeast infection. So in the event that it's something you struggle with, directly after working out, don't walk around with workout clothes on all day. Oh, that's like our M.O. Don't walk around with that. Like work out and then go run errands. Sometimes that can really cause an issue and throw off the balance in there. Okay. Okay. That's good advice. I don't work out with underwear on, so it's fine. Oh, that's awesome. I'm just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> I can't. I really just want to say that I sentence out loud. That <laughs> I was going to say, I can't get away with that <laughs> at all. Okay. Last but not least, this is another one for you to guess, and we'll close it out. How many eggs do you think a female human is born with? So many. Mm-hmm. It's not a good answer. Sure. I feel like I should know this. I actually feel like I should know this. I don't. I'm going to say 365 eggs. There's not really a lot of eggs at all. It's more than that, guys. Go ahead. Take it away. Women are born with 2 million eggs in their ovaries at birth. But about 11,000 of them die every month prior to puberty. Mm -hmm. And then as a teenage woman, a woman has only about 300,000 to 400,000 remaining Mm -hmm. eggs. And then from that point on, approximately 1,000 eggs are destined to die each month. Yeah. So those are your statistics. I probably have like three eggs left. Well, here's the thing about eggs. I just want to close out this random factoid um, culmination here with, I heard about a, um, a service that is called, um, I'm going to, oh shoot, I forgot. Well, while you think about that, I'd also like to take this moment. No, you really think Go about ahead. it. Yeah, I, I need I need the Find name because I, I want to talk. Good. It talks about egg count. Can you think about that? I just want to leave you guys with this. If we're born with a million eggs in our system and 11,000 die, 
before puberty. I just want you to think about the miracle that you are right now. It's true, right? That you made it through. And you might feel really, really bad today. Like you might have had a horrible day and you might have capped it off with some tequila and rosé mixed together. But listen, you're a miracle. Yeah, you are. You made it. Good looking out, God. Okay. So guys, the the website that I wanted to tell you about, it's a... um, it's called modernfertility.com. Okay. And a friend of mine told me about it. And basically, it's a comprehensive fertility hormone test that you can have mailed to you. And all you do is pretty much prick your finger. And what? they take your blood. And basically, they give you, you pay like $200 for it. But it tests all of your fertility hormones. And then they give you back a fertility profile. They basically, t- the same tests that happen at hospitals where they kind of can figure out, you know, your growth stimulating ha- hormone and all the different things that, you know, make your fertility profile up, this service does so that you can take this information to your doctors and talk to them so you can kind of use it as a, um, you know, a family planning tool as well. So anyways, kind of interesting. Well, if you're interested in being fertile. If you're interested in being fertile, maybe modern fertility might be a move. A lot of people can't afford the tests at hospitals to get their fertility tested. So this is like a take-home kit that's Hmm. around $300 and can offer you some different solutions. So check it out, modernfertility.com, ladies, if you want to get your baby on. In efforts to continue with our love letter to the ladies, mm, mm, mm. All of our spin answers will be based on the women that we know and love. So let's hear the categories and get into this. Let's do it. Currently crushing. The women out there doing it and doing it well. (laughs) Black cinema. Cinema and TV by us for us. Hypothetically speaking. Oh, I hope we get this one. (laughs) The things we'd love to tell our favorite female fictional characters. We really don't want you out here with your skirt showing. No, we don't, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Lyrically, though, the songs and anthems that make us proud to be a woman. A real like woman. That's how I. That's the first song I think of. Dun dun. It's not my favorite song. Yeah, but I I always remember. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I feel away. Recent happenings that need to be called out for the shenanigans they are, and they are shenanigans. All about the Benjamin. Female-friendly money tips. Oh, sensible. Mm. Like mules. Sensible pair of mules. All right, let's spin that bottle. Black Black cinema. cinema. Pew, 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 pew. That's what I do when I think about black cinema. (laughs) Okay. Drea, what or who or is, is giving you everything in black cinema right now? Well, you all know how I feel about Marseille. She's just everything I wish I was at 13, you know? I wish I was her. She brings me so much life. I cannot wait to see Little. Um, Big is one of my favorite movies. I'm just so excited. Issa Rae. Issa Rae is doing it. And just literally, she just me. had a woman's health cover that I was like, you better be I on the know, cover of Women's Health, Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. I liked it. So, so wonderful. So, yeah, really, really standing for. I would, I love, you know how I feel about kids just doing the things that they love to do. It just makes yeah. me, it brings me so much joy. It's like my, a very soft spot for me. I also really love um, Ava DuVernay is always opening my eyes to things that I never, not that I never think about, but I actually don't commit to thinking more deeply about. And so, as a director, I'm really excited to see generally anything that she. Mm-hmm. Produces. She just reminds me of how important it is to be socially aware. But I also know that I'm going to feel heavy. So there are those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But I just appreciate her wisdom. I appreciate her journey. I love that she was a, pu- a publicist um, and then decided, you know what? I'm going to follow another passion or and do something different. And do something different. I really enjoy that. Well, that's also a shout out to the fellow late bloomers because that's us. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I <laughs> to think make that, a switch. She did an episode on that once. In we your did 30s. some sort of spin that was really good. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, well, I think she didn't pick up a camera until she was somewhere in her 30s like thirty six, sure. yeah, thirty seven, and yeah. she was like, "I think I want to be a director." Man, it's incredible. My friend Oprah. 
Um, the black cinema I'm kind of really looking forward to or um, is us. That's and that's the new horror movie with by Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Lupita I'm really looking forward to it. And also, I was going to shout out Lupita. Um, I just love her range as an actress, and she's just really like pretty incredible. And even in the opening scene, I'm not even even I'm really not into horror much, but like she's like deeply chilling, and I think she's really going to do a great job in this horror film. And I'm I'm just looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a, a dope. I definitely horror. don't do horror, but. I think Jordan is changing that for yeah because I I didn't do I I didn't want to see Get Out but I went to see Get Out exactly. and I'm glad I did same yeah and I think I'm gonna watch this and I'm gonna be genuinely freaked out um because he's just such an odd duck and but it, it makes for good horror so it's true that's good any last ones that we can think of that are like women in film Regina King just won for if Bill Street could talk so shout out to her she's been in this game for Talk about somebody putting she's in work. incredible years she's and incredible. years and years she's come such a long way yeah she has and like so many things that we've seen even on television that we've seen are from regina king like directing American different Crime. episodes yeah or even like Guest yeah appearances complete series it's incredible she's yeah she's done a lot she's really something also apparently we got the okay we got lena waith with the boomerang how did you watch Reboot it coming i have not seen it mm, i watched the first two episodes oh, it's on bt mm-hmm. did you enjoy it i did i thought it was cute you did yeah it was cute okay you have to go in not exactly it's a reboot and it's not the same just remember that like it's yeah. a different audience a different crew it's gonna be different okay but it's definitely intriguing okay well i'm gonna be checking it out shout out to the new generation as I get tired at 8.30. Right. So. You know who I'll also give a shout out is the Grownish. Grownish is a cute show. It's a cute show. Um, I haven't Adorable. gotten into season two yet, but speaking of the younger demographic, it's it's a really beautiful, it's a beautiful little show. I think it's cute. Shout out to all those awesome things. We hope you will check them out. Black Cinema is magical. Treat yourself. So today we wanted to take some time to talk about the journey that is womanhood, which is a big, it's a big order. Um, This month is honoring us and it really got me thinking, what is it, what does it really mean to be a woman and what does it mean to walk in the greatness that is us and kind of what are the struggles that we're presented with and how can we in our best self possess all that, all that is being a woman, whatever that may mean for you. All I... (laughs) All I'm thinking about is the video of a woman's worth by Alicia Keys. Because a real man knows a real But the funny thing is that one of my coworkers, I don't know why she doesn't listen to like Pandora or Spotify or whatever. She listens to like YouTube. And I remember she was recently just watching this video. And I was like, is that that Alicia Keys? Sorry. Woman's worth. Yes. What does it mean to be a woman? I, I mean, I think that that question has so many different layers because um, everybody's di- journey is different. Everybody's journey is different. But that really, with that being said, I believe in the magic of sisterhood and femininity. So I'm anxious, excited even, <laughs> to dive into this conversation. So we wanted to paint a well-rounded, a well-rounded picture for you guys on this because it is such an... Um, it's such an individual journey, if you will. We wanted to get a full picture. So you'll be hearing from different people throughout this episode about their journeys as well. Um, but before I dive into the audio and we kind of talk about what they're talking about, Drea, tell me, if you could say it pretty succinctly and quickly, what what would you say being a woman means to you? What I don't think I say anything succinctly and quickly, but I'll do my best. <laughs> I think it just depends on the day. The The biggest word that comes to mind is complicated because I think that there are so many different layers to women. I think that we have this, uh, this very rich capability to do and be all sorts of things. And like we're, there's the pressure to do it, but then we perform under the pressure of being a wife, a mom, a sister, a boss, like, we truly perform under the pressure of what society places on us to be. Mm. And I mean, there's definitely some 
ramifications of that. But then there's this like this kind of beauty of I can't believe that you can do all of that. Like you're like a legit transformer, you know, women. I feel like women are just so incredibly powerful. Um, And this they have all these capabilities that I don't I think I don't know. I don't think men have them. There's like this emotional dexterity. And I do feel like the emotional piece is uh, is bred by society in a lot of ways. But I think they put men put that on themselves. They started it. It's their fault. <laughs> not to say that we should. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> That's so rude. That's, you, it's not my fault that you can't cry. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. There, I just feel like there's just this richness to us. Um, so many different layers. So many different levels. And nobody is the same. Nobody's you the know? same. And of course, there's different categories. Like, you're different types of people and. You can say, well, I'm the kind of woman that does this and I'm the kind of woman that's like that and I'm like the pretty girl and I'm the sweet girl. Yeah, you could do all that, but I don't know. I just really appreciate the uniqueness um, that that women bring. Um, and that's why it's so, it's so good to have woman friends. You know? Oh, it's so necessary. It's so good to have that to sort of balance you out as an individual. Yeah, so I'm happy. I'm like, I don't. I wouldn't want to be a male. I wouldn't. And I think I've competed, like, I've competed or compared myself to men so much of my life. Like, I felt like they were the apex of of achievement. And so a lot of times the mentors that I sought out or the people that I, like, connected with were male. Yeah. Um, And sometimes I have some, in some spaces and some situations, I might have a lot of more, a lot more male energy. Um, But I don't, I wouldn't want to be a male. For sure, I agree. I, like I love enjoy being a woman. I love being, being a woman. Lady. And it's it's funny. I, I just lady. if I had to say the, I just women are just life bringers in in every I way. Down, life givers. It's just, it's just like <laughs> it's so life. like yes, we're givers of life. Mm-hmm. We have, but it's it really is true, and it's not just physically Mm -hmm. you know it's not just bearing babies women have the power to come into a situation come into a thing and just like bring some life into it you know what i mean (laughs) just like you know root that soil up and and just inspire and bring life and bring death um and that is our gift that is our gift and we are and and we do it with dexterity and we do it with love and we do it with strength and it's amazing it really isn't to be a woman in this world, it really is, I feel, in a lot of ways, a superpower. All of Girl, the things that we can do. Both. You and me both. And then I do feel like there are some negative... Um, exp- there are, there's always going to be negative experiences, but as a woman, I do think that we are punished differently. Like, we experience different pain. Um, and... And just as we move throughout the world and as black women, especially, there's just like other things that we have to carry that I don't think are fair for sure. Um, Yeah, but at the end of the day, like I think the the being a woman is so powerful and being a woman is such like a gift that, yes, you know, there's these there's cat calls, there's like you know, uh, misogyny. There's a lot of bad experiences that you have to could, that you have to live through as a woman. And then sometimes you adjust too. That's right. You know, like a natural adjustment. We were talking about this today at work about um, one of my, one of my coworkers, she's an older lady and she talked about growing up. She's like, I grew up in the sixties and seventies. We were talking about sexual harassment. She's mm-hmm. like, I didn't even think about sexual harassment yeah you know just like it It was just it was just just life life and I was like dang that sucks because she's a woman she's had to kind of like deal with it and that's not an experience that you want people to go through and I'm just I'm happy that it's not happening for people I mean it still happens but it's just not as prevalent and it's not something that is excused or it's not as much a a, Mm -hmm. a, an accepted piece of culture so I'm really happy about that but like the fact that we like lived in lived in through those conditions and suffer through that like of course there are some negative aspects about being a woman mm-hmm. that i really i truly despise but do i despise being one no no 
Yeah. Not at all. Being a woman means femininity. Femin- femininity. Femininity. <laughs> I feel like you know what I. <laughs> you know what I feel like Nemo. Oh shoot! Femininity. Femininity. <laughs> okay. Anyways, you're gonna edit this. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as a woman, uh, being a woman means being feminine. We'll say that. Um, being strong, being independent, um, and being loving and nurturing. Being a woman means power. It resonates as strength. Most women have the ability to get over things, get past them, even though they have to still live in a world that doesn't give women uh, the exact same love and uh, attention as they would a man. So woman, a woman has to be powerful. Being a woman to me is the greatest gift I've been given. And I say that because I feel women are the strongest. Being a woman means grace, strength, and beauty. It means being a nurturer and a friend. It means suffering, growth, and resilience. Being a woman to me means partnering with God to bring life into the world. It means having the courage to be bold, be different, be excellent, even when we're often looked up upon, often looked upon as inferior or secondary. It's owning our true strength and not being afraid to stand even when life knocks us down, we stand again. This is an interesting question because at 34, I feel like it's really new what a, being a woman means to me. I feel like um I thought I knew, and then now it's been a whole new journey. Um, To me, being a woman um, is so powerful because we bring forth life. We bring forth children. We encourage. we, We nurture. We, I mean, our entire existence continues the growth of this world and society i mean that's insane right tell me tell me who tell me who the most influential women have been in your life well of course my mama of course i know that's a given but i have to say it because my mom and i didn't get along a lot when i was growing up and now that i'm grown i and and can be more appreciative of like who she is wait now that I'm grown I've been through therapy I can appreciate more about just like who she was growing up and and, you know even realize like my mom was like 22 when she had me you know that's the other thing our moms had us young my mom was 24 and like I look at her and I'm like mom I don't I don't know how you figured that out then even I was telling Jared like the other day I just don't adult well and it's like I can't take care of myself I need help you know what I mean and my mom is like 25 or 26 with like three kids anyway um she's I think for a lot of people like your moms are so influential but my mother is the reason why you know I love art the reason why I love literature the reason why I'm compassionate she's the reason why I'm compassionate we might have fought a lot but I feel like she taught me how to look at other people and see a bigger picture and understand that they've been through a lot like I got that from my mom mm. got a lot of stuff from mommy so yeah she's been truly influential and then if I wanted to be more cerebral I think um Toni Morrison actually was an influential woman in my life she was one of the first one of my favorite books so one of my first chapter books was The Bluest Eye mm. and it really just like changed my understanding of what it meant to be like a, a writer I don't have to think about it for my third one. Okay. There's a lot of great women in the in the world. In my world. I would have to say I would have to say my mom. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um my mom is 
my mom is literally the voice in my head it's it's she's it's a good voice to have she's the the guiding force and the voice in my head i kind of filter most things through what what will my mom you know what i mean what will my mom do uh-huh. what will my mom say or um she's just kind of my guiding light in a lot of ways um and and i'm so her daughter you know i have elements of my father of course as well but it's you know you get older and um it's just incredible to look at your mom from the lens of actually being a woman yeah um, there's such a different kind of appreciation that i have for her and such respect a, yeah respect honor and then just pride because i do see how I am a product of all that all of her work yeah like I am my mother's daughter and I I see that and it it makes me really proud so um of course my mom uh you and I had were on similar veins with this Maya Angelou actually for me um her books kind of changed my life in a pretty big way um in that again First thing I read that like really gave me butterflies because I could relate to it. It felt yeah. like a voice that was my own um, mm-hmm. instead of maybe otherworldly or just looking, you know, looking through the window at someone else's life. Right. As a it spectator. was not Sweet Valley High. Right. It's not. Though I loved Though those I read books. that too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it seeing was seeing yourself there is different. Seeing yeah. yourself. It was kind of like seeing myself in a mirror. So even reading her poetry, um, her love for literature, her love for books, um, what a voracious reader she was, um, her love for words. Like, it, I just, it all resonated with me as well. I felt like, oh, I'm like her. I'm That's, mm-hmm. that's someone that I'm like. So um, pretty powerful there. And then my third is actually a woman by Valerie Ray. Her name is Valerie Ray. And um, she was my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Ray. And she... The only way I can explain her is she was the first woman I ever looked at and was like, I want to be just like her when I grow uh-huh. up. I That's was sweet. so kind of like enamored with her. Um, the way she dressed, the way she was, like she was graceful. She she really was kind of like, the best way I can explain her is she was like Claire Huxtable personified. Mm. She was very smart, um, very sharp, very motherly witty nurturing she had a beautiful family but I just hadn't seen I just hadn't seen teachers like that Mm -hmm. like so inspired you know this is fifth grade so she was just a very inspiring teacher where she got me thinking about like what my life could look like in the future um and she was she worked a lot with me and she was just really she was really amazing she kind of was one of the first people that got me dreaming about being a black woman and what it would mean and the power of education and how I wanted to carry myself and all kinds of interesting things. So that's really dope. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. My, my, uh, fourth grade teacher, I think and she was in fourth grade. I think she was third grade. Mrs. Vangel. I loved her. Um, yeah, but she was, she wasn't a black woman. She was still super cool. That's really great. Um, so then my third one, when I think about it, like I was like, could I say something besides this person? But I just, I just can't. But my my grandmother, mm. uh, my Mimi, who has now passed on, is one. Like she's, it's a complicated thing when you talk about family because she doesn't didn't have the best relationship with her own daughters for mm. for a lot of reasons that I won't say. But with me, I just felt like. One of the things that she did so well and so often, and I always hear her saying this, it's like, girl, you got options. Mm. And pretty much saying, I never felt like I couldn't accomplish or do anything in her presence. Like she never made me feel like any idea that I had was silly or Mm -hmm. any desire that I had wouldn't happen. She was pretty much like, if you dreamt about it, if you think about it, then you can achieve it. And 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 sincerely would mean it. She's almost <laughs> she reminds me a little bit of your mom too. Just <laughs> like your mom is like, you know, you're destined for greatness <laughs> all the time. You're one oh, wonderful, you're talented. And that was my grandmother. She would just um you know, never say never said a bad word about me, never 
don't know. It, she was one of the most encouraging people. Um, I think she saw, she probably saw me and saw like her legacy and saw that piece of like, you know, this person can go and experience things that I couldn't, you know, do things that I, she always felt bad because she didn't finish school. Mm. Like she didn't have a bachelor's degree, but she was doing um, amazing work as a social worker. Um, and she just always look at me and be like, girl, you got options. You can do so much. So my Mimi is pretty influential in my life. Mm, yeah. Seems cliche, but I no, don't care. Not at all. I don't care. Not at all. She also had a crazy sense of style. She lived at thrift stores mm. and garage sales. That was the thing. Saturday morning, <laughs> 8 a.m. It's time. So the three most influential women in my life, I don't know the first one, um, is Ellen DeGeneres. I love her. I love everything she stands for, her cause, everything. Second person will have to be my cousin, Lisa. Um, she has three children by three different men, and she's a pastor, and she's unapologetic about it. So that's my heart. And um, third person is my niece, my youngest niece, because she follows me everywhere all the time watches what I do so she influences me to be a better person and be a better woman because I know she's watching everything the three most influential women oh my goodness I love that it's kind of hard to um choose I think that's a very good sign I um I have an incredible mother who is brave and fearless who I wish I had a little bit more of she just doesn't care what people think even when I tell her that I think she's crazy, she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but I also have just the best girlfriends who I look up to every day and love very much. And two incredible grandmothers who are still with, they're still with me. And I get to learn from every single day. What would you say... Um what would you say in your journey to womanhood was like the most challenging period of time in your life? Oh God, I as a woman. Even. I can't even. Why don't you answer that one first? I was thinking back, <laughs> I was thinking about, kind of about my journey into womanhood. And I would have to say my mid-20s were a really weird, my mid to late 20s were a weird time for me. Hmm. Um, I, I was going from being, I was going from being a young, what I thought was a young woman to a more adult woman. And I felt like at that time of my life, I was still making really immature and poor decisions for myself. <laughs> Um, and so there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of kind of guilt about that or like just feeling like, girl, you got to make some smarter decisions and start to like take care of yourself. I just remember really struggling with this identity of like, who am I going to be as a woman in this world? And not mm -hmm. quite understanding what that was, mm -hmm. not totally seeing myself represented really anywhere if that makes sense mm -hmm. and being a little bit confused about it um I'm a Christian and and I'm a black woman and there were just all these like factors and facets of my identity that were coming together and I was just trying to figure out what that looked like yeah like how do I represent these things and how do I you know, there, there's this, but I can't put it all here. And there's, you know, just who are you going to be in this world, Danielle Nicole? And watching myself kind of let other people tell me who I should be and seeing the fruit of that and just really kind of struggling through, like, not really feeling like I had a very strong voice. Mm. Yeah. As if my life was kind of being told to me. And then it got to a point where just the pain of having my life one not look the way it wanted to that that I wanted it to look but then also feeling like it wasn't even based on choices that I had made authentically for myself made me that's start hard. making some different decisions cuz that's more painful than anything I would almost rather fail on my own 
with an idea that I have or a thought or something mm-hmm. than to take the word or the advice of other people and then, you know, and then it go against myself out. and then it not work mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And that was happening a lot. Yeah. So just kind of getting back to that thing with me. That denial of self, I think, happens a lot in your 20s. And you might not even realize it. Like, I know for me it did. And just like push, pushing things to the side and thinking that they really didn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, you like you shut you shut yourself down just a little bit every time. That yeah, could be I really, just wasn't very kind to myself. Yeah. Gosh, that's that's deep. I have a hard time with this question too because, um, I just it's like it took me, and I think it's still. I think I'm just delayed a lot. I don't know if it's like I've I've had this like Peter Pan syndrome where I don't feel like growing up ever. But and I know I got married pretty early, but I've always kind of operated by this philosophy of like doing what you want and love and what you feel like is right for you. Um, And when I got married, I didn't I was concerned about I was most concerned about like what my mom thought. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I realize I'm getting married young, but I don't know. It just, I was like, it just feels like, I don't know. I'm making this decision for myself and I don't think that it's a bad one for me. Um, But I mean, I haven't always operated like that. I just remember like for some major decisions, I have really thought it through and been like, no, this is right for me, you know? And I can't say that that's always happened. And I think that sort of like, denial of like who you are or, deni- mm-hmm. or like just kind of figuring out who you are mm-hmm. um those big decisions like getting married didn't make me feel much more like adult for a long time and it's just kind of weird when I think about it like I always felt like I was still struggling to be a grown woman for mm. a long time and even now like I've recently been thinking about those same questions that you had that you were asking yourself in your 20s and thinking about like what kind of woman am I and who do I what do I represent and I'm just wondering like for me why has it taken me so long to get to that point like I'm starting to now to see myself differently you know I do think that part of it I think we're in a really interesting time in society right now Mm -hmm. almost where a lot of things are just coming to the watershed there are a lot of like transparent moments a lot of emphasis on people telling their personal truths. Um, Maybe that's it. A lot of demographics coming to the forefront. Like, no, you will not anymore. <laughs> this is my story. So it's like there's that right, environment. I'm taking a stand. I'm taking yeah. a stand. So there's that environment of of being vocal about your experience. And then there's just, you know, I I think it's the musings of the next generation. Like we are now becoming the lead you know we're in our late heading into our late 30s and our early it's like our thoughts and our and our decisions are going to start to shape the world far more and we have a different outlook on a lot of things um what it means to be a woman what it means to operate in this world how i show up in this life as a wife and as a mother um previously i think those things were told to you it wasn't like little girls got to sit and dream about what they wanted to do with their life for a very Mm -hmm. long time you know um you know, even into the 70s, it was like you could go to college if you wanted to, but you could meet a boy there and get married and drop out. And your, you know, your life would be being a wife and a mother. That's what you're here for. Mm-hmm. So the thought of like, what are these little girls talents and what is she into and how do we cultivate herself? I just feel like in so many ways, women traditionally throughout the years have been groomed to, in essence, be husbands and I mean, to be wives and mothers. Mm. And there hasn't been a lot of thought given yeah. So what does it mean to be Danielle Nicole Johnson, absent of any man, absent of any, you know, of yeah. any child? Men get to do that all their life. They do. Who do you want to be in this world? That. What do you want to do? How does that show up? You I can have a baby and you can go back to work and it's not a thing. You can move through this life and have lots of different things happening. Whereas with women, you know, I can tell you and even previous to. You know, me meeting my boyfriend who I love and I'm so excited about our future. I love talking about him. But even before we got together, when I was single, there would be all these amazing things happening in my life. And I could tell people like what was happening and people would go, oh, my God, that's so great. So when are you going to get a man? Like 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 that's the only thing <laughs> almost that matters about 
you know, my journey. So I say that to say, I think the options are changing for women. And as women who are on the cusp of that, it's like we're raising little girls and we're raising little women who we want to be fierce in this world and brave in this world and and Hmm. independent and understand who they are. And this isn't to take anything away from men, but just understand who they are as women and walking in that power, understanding that their life does not have to revolve around the musings of a man. Well, I don't know if that is exactly how I experienced just, you know, becoming a woman. I think it's more along the lines. I've always felt like I've always wanted to be my own person and I always want to do the things that really make sense for me and not be defined. Because even with getting married, it was just like I we're getting married, but I want you to know that we are two separate people and I want other people to know that as well. Like I've always been really staunch staunchly um just adamant about being your own person in the relationship and bringing all of that to the relationship yeah um and not just not shrinking or dying in the marriage like I just felt like I'd seen that happen so much that I didn't want that to happen to me and I said you know with Jared like that's not going to happen to me yeah but even at the same time it's just like not being able to um I don't know, not being able to really see that anywhere. And that's the and thing. And not is, have that is, reflected back at you. Exactly. I think it gets just lo- a little bit challenging to re- to remember that path. Exactly. You know, and just like chart a path for yourself. Yeah. But I feel like I've always charted a path for myself. I just am coming to this place of thinking about like, do am I what I, am I living the life that I have always wanted to live? Am I living the life that, you know, I'd be proud to that I'm proud to live um and am I showing up in a way that like I always felt like I would I feel like I was just too worried about achievement and making money and uh, and not failing to think about oh am I showing up how am I showing up as a woman in this world like I just thought you know I'm me I'm Andrea that's who I like that's how I think of myself and not that that I negate anything about being a woman, but I just feel like I, my mindset wasn't there. And now for whatever reason, uh, maybe it's because I'm like wanting to be a mother and that making those decisions. I think that I'm more aware of like, you know, who am I in this way? Yeah. The most challenging time in my life as a woman was learning how to live as a single woman after the ending of my relationship of 24 years. I had to learn to live in a completely different way than what I was used to. Learning how to be myself with myself and believe I could be successful. Finding my self-worth and believing I was actually a value. It was deprogramming my mind of things I had believed about myself that were not what God says about me. It was retraining my mind to believe what God does say about me and then behaving and living in such a way. As a woman specifically, just because that to me entails that men didn't go through the same thing, I would say a miscarriage. It's very interesting. So yeah, I've, I've always been against following the same narratives that people place before you for sure and and I think for uh, you and I have this in common uh we've both I wouldn't say have been accused of but we both have been told at different times we have a more masculine energy if you will so even resident you know identifying with like oh what does it mean to show as a woman in this world when quite you know quite frankly i've been told by several of the men i've dated like dating you is like dating a man <laughs> you're cold and you're aloof and you're and it's like okay well what does that mean <laughs> how am i being mannish or you know there's a more but anyways i said that to say even reconciling that with just being told over and over again like yeah you kind of operate more like a dude actually mm-hmm. than a woman i don't know totally what that means i just operate that the way i operate but mm-hmm. To tie this all up, Drea, what would you say if you just had to give one piece of advice to little girls navigating through this world or or the younger version of you? Like, what would you say to little girls? I guess I would say, you know, you're stronger than they think you are and you're stronger than you even know. Yeah. You know, I think about what I say, say to myself. I mean, I think it's really awesome to talk to yourself as a little girl or to like direct 
language towards yourself that would be caring and like you know you all we all have an inner child and that child needs to be nurtured and told they're okay um I think that's I would focus my energy even just on telling myself every day that I'm capable that's right you know I feel like that's just something that even today I need to remember that I'm capable that I can handle whatever's thrown at me that I can cry and then I can boss up Mm -hmm. both of those things are okay um yeah I I think knowing your own power or just even coming there's something beautiful about coming into your power and realizing that you don't have to spend your life feeling bad about yourself it's there's no you don't get a trophy for feeling like to for being humble if you will (laughs) be humble humble with no age i don't know i think growing up i felt like i was i was like super modest about my capabilities and even though I was smart, I was never that kid that was just like, oh, yeah, but is it an A plus though? Mm-hmm. But is it a 4.2 though? 4.3. I was never that kid. Um, but I wish that in some ways I had been more like um, bold in just like who I was. I was just really unsure. And I yeah. think some of that followed me throughout my adult years. And so now I have to fight to get that back. I would just say to little girls especially in that really tender like junior high age where you're like 12 13 14 the rough years it's it's those years are so hard and what i would tell young little girls becoming young ladies is that you already have the power within you to do everything you need to do i think that so much of our journey as women is finding who we were before pieces of us get chipped away by trying to conform into yeah. different things. Um, I can honestly say at 37 years old was the first year, last year, that I felt like I had come fully into myself. And really what that ended up being was a full circle version back to like 10, 11 year old me. It turns mm-hmm. out like that little girl was exactly who I am. You know, mm-hmm. and I spent a lot of time trying to make my square peg a round hole. You know, mm-hmm. once you just kind of get back to like, oh, no, this is me and these are my things. And that same little girl with all of those thoughts and all of those, those are the same things that make me happy now. And the same things that I loved then are the same things I love now. So just giving girls the OK to know that, like, just as you are, just as you are, you are good. Like, you will mm. find your way, mama. Like, just do everything you can to hold on to who you are. Don't let people tell you. Because especially as women, like, the first thing we're judged by is the way we look physically. So there's the propensity to get really caught up in that. And then there's just all these other pressures. But if you just follow your peace and trust that inner voice, that's another thing that we as women have that is a superpower. That intuition. Oh, that thing yeah. Will we not did not talk about wrong. intuition enough. That intuition will not lead you wrong. It is a superpower. Listen to that voice because <laughs> it will trust not steer yourself. you wrong. It will not I steer you wrong. Trust yourself. We're going to play some additional audio for you guys with some people that are also weighing in on the things that we were talking about. Drea, let's just give a little last sip as we kind of wrap up this conversation. What do we want the people to know? The people. What do we want the peoples to take away from this conversation today That's about a good women? question, Danielle. <laughs> Super good. Uh, women are awesome. Yeah. Bottom line. Appreciate yourself. Yeah. Honor and respect your intuition, ladies. Don't always assume you're the wrong one. <laughs> that is something I have it's to okay work to be on right. all the time. It's okay for you to have a feeling and go with the feeling and be right about it's a thing. It's so good. That's yeah. something I'm teaching myself. It's 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 a challenge, but it's good. And there will be so many things that tell you um that you're not right. Like you won't be right a couple times, and then you'll be like, "Am I? Am I? That's, do <laughs> I know? It, anything? Do I know anything? Stick with it. Um, remember that you are. We talked about influential women, but yeah. you have influence as well, and it's really not about followers at it's all. It's about much more than that. I'm not being like an old fuddy-duddy person. I'm just saying like you don't have to have a ton of followers or even a ton of friends to realize we all have influence. So be careful with it.
Yeah. Um, just as a bullet, I would say there's a lot of hype, especially with relationship around black women. A lot of stereotypes about the way we are with one another, the way we are with the men, way, the way, the way just are. the way we are. And to that, I would just say, just don't believe the hype. Um, don't relationship with women is so essential for life in my opinion mm-hmm. so essential if you don't have amazing women friends in your life you're really missing out you're really missing out you There's can find such some girls power that in really yes you can find your tribe don't worry make it a priority ladies please don't be out here talking about i don't need women in my life and i'm better with men and you've this, had that, bad and experiences it's okay you've had bad experiences it happens. I'm a woman with masculine energy. I like hanging out with the guys too, but there's something about sisterhood and there's something about women coming together and supporting each other that is invaluable. So I'd like to wrap up by saying you can cry and you can boss up. You could do both. Yeah, you can. So don't feel bad about that. You're not weak if you shed a tear. That's right. You don't have to sit there forever. You can also do the work. Yeah, girl. And my last thought to you guys is you do yourself a disservice by trying to be a man. You're not a man. You're a woman. (laughs) You can do things your way. You can run a boardroom in your way. You can do things in your way. And that's just piggybacking on what Drea said. You can be a mom and you can be a boss. You can be a little temperamental. You can have your seat at the table. You can cry and you can go back in and do what you need to do. Give yourself the openness to embrace all that is you. Live out loud. Um, We're always told as younger girls to be princesses, to be mild, to be meek. Don't be her. I would recommend that you forgive. Let things go. Don't let the pain or the weight of this world hinder you or slow you down. Everything requires some form of forgiveness. To run as fast as you can wherever you want to go in with full speed because I feel like growing up in the 80s and 90s in my life there was so much time spent breaking off what other people put on me the boundaries that the world put on me the thoughts and opinions of others and I think as women were given such beautiful intuition God-given intuition that we are just born with and that will give you such an incredible foundation and guiding star um, to probably the truest path in your life. So not to sound too out there, but I really believe that women, we're still figuring ourselves out. So don't allow anyone else to tell you who you are and don't allow any situation to tell you who you are. Friendship is about quality, not quantity. Your friends should motivate you, inspire you, and supportive, vice versa. Um, Don't worry so much about little things. Instead, focus on your grades, your future, the economy, your goals. The list never ends. Don't marry too early. Live within your means, avoiding getting into debt. Save half of your paycheck. Don't make money your highest priority. And always take responsibility for your mistakes. Love yourself. Learn how to love yourself. If you don't know how to love yourself, learn. Because that is the most important thing you can ever do for you and everybody that comes in contact with you. Pretty good, huh? I'm every woman, Drea. I'm every woman. We'd love to hear more about your thoughts on what it is to be feminine. We'd love to hear you chime in on some of the things that we discussed with your take. So you can reach out to us via email at hello at ddspinthebottle.com or via Instagram at ddspinthebottle. Okay, it's time for Recent Revelation. The remix. All right, Trade. Let's Except close this out. Remix. What's got wah, you recently wah, 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 revelating? Wah. Recently 
revelating. I feel like um, one of the things that I'm truly, truly excited about is that I am, I feel like I finally have the space to chart my own journey. I know I've been doing it for a very long time, but I'm having this opportunity where I can sit back and say, okay, you know, this is the life that I want to lead. And now how do I go do it? I think I felt so much pressure for so long um, to achieve certain things, to have like a certain checkbox. And now for whatever reason, I have this renewed sense of, all right, you have choices, you have options, like you have things to be excited about. So I'm excited. I'm happy that um, life doesn't get dull. You know, it doesn't have to for sure. And like you're never stuck. So that's kind of how I've been fe- I'm feeling. Like there are there are things you can do. You just have to be completely unafraid. And there it is. And that's what it is. It's always fear or shame. Yeah. It's always- and not to say that you still won't feel scared and have that, but you have to be able to move anyway, you know? So that's kind of what I've been thinking about lately, just like the power of choosing your path, um, yeah, it's just really, really I've, something I'm excited about life right now. I've been thinking a lot lately about being more okay with accountability in certain situations. Mm. Um, I'm really working hard on losing weight, and so that means I have to get a trainer, and that means I have to do all these things. And um, when you're trying things that are totally out of your comfort zone, it can be really difficult <laughs> to get into a pattern and then on top of it it can be even more difficult when you feel like you lose your way to kind of find your way back and so having a trainer or just having people kind of call you to the carpet on the places of your life where you may be weak um is a difficult process at times for me um because generally if I put my mind to something I'm pretty decent at seeing it through but there are certain places where it's like there's definitely a weakness in mental fortitude and discipline and so just being okay with like being okay with there being weakness and not avoiding a thing because of it but working through in spite of it so that's kind of what working out is teaching me it's just like you're not going to be good at this right now and it's okay that you're not good at this right now but you got to keep going to get your body where it needs to be and that's you know such is life right um you just got to keep going in light of what you may feel or, you know, so just really being okay with being a little more tough on myself in the areas where I know that I give myself unnecessary passes uh, is something that I'm working on. So that's dope. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is our show for today. We hope you enjoyed it. Drea, thank you so much for You're welcome. being a lovely co-host. Mm-hmm. I do like it. Cousin Jared Johnson, thank you for being our engineer and our creative counterpart and to all of our listeners who contributed their audio today we really appreciate you to the fans shout us out give us a, a shout rating. us out <laughs> give us a rating on itunes please tell us how you feel about us write us talk to us we'd love to engage with you guys that's all we got johnson's um,